Data is the new golden business. In fact, it's been said that a business's data is worth more than gold. Now we're here today to explore and unpack the challenges that arise with technology when trying to deliver the omni-channel experience in retail while at the same time protecting your gold. I'm your host, Scott Kreisberg, and in this episode, Kevin McAdam is going to be joining us to close out our retail series on the broken promises of the Omni-Channel. Roman Staten's joining us, as well as our resident PCI expert, and he's going to help clarify any questions we have about both technology and compliance. Now, if you haven't listened to episodes six and seven, you're going to be missing out on a lot of valuable information. So I really recommend that you go back and you check them out. And if you go to our website at onestepsecurit.com, they'll be there for you to listen to and enjoy. Now, before we dive in, Roman, I'm going to let you take the honors of uh, telling our viewers what our disclaimer is. All right. Well, speaking of gold, I just want you all to know that the purpose of this golden podcast is to provide news and information on cybersecurity and technology law and regulations. And all data provided on this site is for informational purposes and should not be considered legal advice or legal tender. Wow. You almost sound like an attorney. Um, that's great. <laughs> Thank you, Roman. All right. In today's episode, the focus is is the risk risk worth the reward? So let's dive right into it and uh, let's see if uh, data is the new gold for businesses and why. Now, uh, I'd like to start this episode off with uh, what's the actual promise of Omni? And, you know, are stores still important with this whole Omni thing? Uh, Kevin, I'm going to toss that over to you, buddy. Thanks, Scott. And thanks for having me again. Uh, yes, I think. Um stores are extremely important to Omni. I actually just spoke to a, a group of, of cutting edge merchants about a month ago on the topic. And there's some recent information, even since the last time we spoke on this topic that came out that predicted, um, this is Forrester actually predicted that offline retail sales, meaning those not online, they're going to surpass 4 trillion by 2028 and that U.S. offline sales will make up 72% of the retail market. So I think if anything, that might reinforce what we've been talking about, that this last push into digital over the last several years, while amazing and very innovative, also is leading back to a renaissance in the stores. And so I think Omnichannel is definitely worth it. This article happened to go on to talk about some of the challenges that, that these brands meet. And, and I know you'll probably ask me a little bit more about that too. But to answer your question directly, yeah, I think clearly stores are big and Omnichannel is big being able to serve online and offline customers. Awesome. Yeah. Is that by any chance you have to know if that's a growing number or is it less less shrinking 71%? Um, you know, as growing. more has gone on. Definitely, it's oh, definitely great. heavily growing. Yeah, yeah, so especially after the last two, three years of COVID. But even before that, uh, definitely growing over pre-COVID levels too. Oh, that's great. That's interesting. It's really interesting. It's great. I can tell you that the, 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 shopping, the shopping centers in my area, I mean, I can't get a parking spot. So I yeah, free, people are out shopping. Holiday season, so yeah. Well, and the other interesting thing this article talked about with regards to the physical stores is that what you're talking about there. But even Walmart's CEO has been on record recently saying that his stores are key nodes 
in their omni-channel business. Meaning like, I mean, that's Walmart, so it's a different kind of a retailer, but still they've got distribution all over the, all over the country, all over the world. Absolutely. All right, well, cool. In, um, in a couple of the earlier episodes, um, you had mentioned that there are technical, operational, I believe you said security components to this omni uh, channel experience. Um, let's let's see if we can't break that down. What um, what's the technical components? Um, Roman, you're you're our resident compliance and technology person on this one. Why don't we start with you? Sure, sure, not a problem. Um, well, the biggest technical component I can tell you for all walks of uh, retailers, e-tailers, omni-channel, everything is customer data, right? That That is what all of the compliance, all the regulations and frameworks are looking to protect, which means all of these stores now have to take in consideration, um, where do they store that data? You know, once upon a time, it was just in your point of sale system. Um, and then, you know, if you had a, an e-tailer, it was just in the cloud somewhere, that nebulous word in the cloud we use. Um, when you start marrying those together, you really start looking at a challenge. Um, and I think Kevin spoke about this before of where, how do you cross that data? If I bought in your store, does that mean I can buy online with the same data and vice versa? Um, so the technology aspect of it really is trying to find out, do you have an on-site database? Do you put that into the cloud? And not only do you have that type of hardware or software solution, you also look to how can I secure that? So again, security methodologies now start putting into that, which in themselves is its own technology. So it's it's wow. a fascinating thing that they have to do. Uh, as far as yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to think about there and um, uh, probably should seek out uh, some professional advice when, when, when thinking about this. Um, yeah. So Kevin, do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I think that, you know, we talked about some of the technical and the operational challenges before and happy to, to dive into those again. But I think from a data perspective, data is the core of Omnichannel and criminals are definitely taking advantage of it. Retailers have had a, a, a huge amount of cybercrime, small medium business in general has, but retailers in particular and I was reading a study recently about like where they were getting and it was the, the majority was from exploited vulnerabilities, meaning some known vulnerability in some software and retail was mm. significantly higher uh, risk of those attacks than kind of a cross sector section of the rest of the average of, of businesses there. And when I dug mm. a little deeper into it, 71% of the time in an attack, the kind of outcome of the attack was that the data was encrypted because there's all this data like roman said there's all this data customer data in, in particular which there are so many states and, and 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 not to mention federal and you know just best practices of not breaching customer data i, I think something like over 80 percent of customers said they'd stop doing business with a brand that breached their data so the the, the criminals are getting it they're like exploitive vulnerabilities get their data Customers ain't having it, so yeah, that's a that's a huge risk to it. On top of the technological and um, and operational, so there's this benefit, absolutely, that we just talked about, but there's also a, a, a risk that has to be adjudicated as you go into the omni-channel world. Interesting. All right, yeah, you just mentioned um, operational components. Is there anything in particular you want to discuss there? Yeah, I think you know a lot of times people just think this is a systems issue 
or or just don't think about it at all <laughs> but um that uh they just like oh turn that button on on the website right <laughs> i mean it happens more than more than we would all like to to know but like um you know by nature different aspects of a retailer's business are siloed not just technologically siloed although they are but even operationally they're siloed the way um online merchants digital merchants think about retail is different than those that work in stores um or those that work in the warehouse they just think about things differently though they're not the same team they're different teams operationally they are by nature they're siloed and so mm -hmm. you'll have like uh systems show this up and we talked about this before that you'll have certain technologies that evolved as an online technology and then they go and they say oh yeah you can open up a store with pos but then they don't think of inventory as a thing that exists in physically different places and how do you get the order to those places because to an online merchant inventory is inventory i got 100 of them i'm going to sell them but if those 100 are split out amongst 16 stores well how are you going to fulfill them is very different so i think that's high level but it speaks to the kind of the technological challenges but also the operational challenges it takes a cohesive mm, kind of melding of the teams to make sure that even the teams themselves are thinking about these things differently and what decisions they make have ramifications downstream or upstream throughout the organization yeah um, yeah i'd like to jump in for a second because it, it's sure uh, it, it's interesting, Kevin, that you used the silo. Um, I was recently at a cybersecurity summit um, in Scottsdale, and we were talking about just that to where you have um, and people doing inventory and receiving. You have salespeople. You have uh, middle management. We have all these different silos that are doing their jobs, right? So they're doing their jobs. Yeah. And then as an upper management looks at it and says, great, everything's doing their job, but they don't see the gaps in between the silos. So it starts putting together a um, a point of view that you need from somebody coming outside to look at your organization to make sure that you are doing that crosswalking of silos to where those gaps aren't getting wider, even though they're doing their jobs. There might be some sort of security there or something that needs to happen in between there to make that customer data a little safer, um, to educate the staff. And that speaks to a lot of uh, culture of uh, of the company, which usually comes from the top down. So. It does. It has Absolutely. to come from the top yeah. down. Culture and testing. Test, 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 test these things. Absolutely. <laughs> and back up, back up, back up. <laughs> uh, well, this episode is, is you know, very uh, centered around the cost uh, and the benefit of, of this technology um, with regards to what risks you guys have been uh, talking about. And so, um, what would you say, uh, the, the cost, uh, benefit, uh, against the risk, uh, for opting to do, uh, omni-channel as one, uh, considers these options? Uh, I think the, go ahead. You, you first on this one, Roman, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I honestly, I think the, the cost benefit is totally outweighed, um, on, heavily on the on on the cost side versus what you're risking. I mean, um, with certain compliance, I've seen people, uh, companies that are obviously getting sued. I've seen uh, owners take personal liability because they didn't follow certain frameworks. We see this in the news every day. So having your cost of say storage space in the cloud or whether it's on premises, um, 
cost of security, getting somebody that knows what the frameworks are, they know how to implement solutions, and they can work with the team of technology people, engineers, to secure you is, is far going to outweigh the benefit, you know, um, than getting breached, getting your name in public, because it's hard to come back from that. I mean, Kevin's already uh, told us and, you know, that people will stop shopping with you if there's a breach and their information's out there. So realistically, just get, get a partner that can help you define what you need that's right for your organization. And I think the costs are pennies on the dollar. So you're saying do it right, but it's well worth it. Absolutely. All right, cool. I was going to say something similar, Scott. Yeah. I mean, I would say the, the benefits are clear. Um, the, the brands that are doing it right are excelling. They, they really are. They're, they are excelling. The market is growing like crazy. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's a very achievable thing, but it does to your point and to Rome's point, it takes a thoughtful approach and it takes, um, you know, a, a, a company wide, it's like a, a cultural thing or we're going to be omni-channel and, um, a sloppy approach can definitely lead, lead, lead to trouble. Um, that, that article, the, the Forrester one I was telling you about talked about brands that were online that moved into retail, but, but didn't like fill those gaps to, to your point, Roman. And they struggled and, and there's definitely some bankruptcies that have gone throughout there. And I think we talked about a retail that I worked with personally that I saw that just kept throwing people at the problem instead of fixing the technology. And at some point that's a lot more expensive than fixing the technology. So are there risks? Yes. And are there challenges? Yes, but they're overcomable with the right uh, expertise. And, and man, those brands that are, that are growing, you're seeing multiples and multiples of growth uh, as a result. Correct. All right. So risk and reward. So risk is there, but, but if then it's if done properly, then that risk is down here and the reward is, 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 is much higher. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Um, there are, uh, you know, security risks with any technology and, um, what, 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 what are some of the security risks that people are facing today? Retailers are having to deal with today and, um, how are they evolving? You know, are they, are they getting, you know, more challenging for them? Are they be getting, are they getting easier for them to handle? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Kevin, you had the mic. So why don't you tell us? Sure. About that. I think, um, the specific challenge that I think a lot of, um, a lot of the small and medium businesses in general are facing and a lot of retailers in particular are the complexity of, of, of technology that doesn't seem complex yet. It really is. Um, online is a great example, like to actually run a, an effective e-commerce site. It's not just one piece of software. It's dozens of pieces of software that are all working together. Like, um, we go online and we turn this app. I, I, I joked about earlier. Oh, check this box, check that box. <laughs> it really is that easy on an online site to go, Oh, plug this partner in, plug that partner in. And they literally have dozens of third party apps that make the experience for us as a consumer what it is but the challenge with that is that the, the 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 bad actors the hackers the criminals they're now starting to realize that each one of those represents potential vulnerabilities to exploit and so it's not just oh i got to attack their website it's no it is like two dozen ways in i just got to figure out the one and i think to that point that's why <laughs> some of the regulations are changing like PCI v4 is saying, okay, those apps that you use on your website that your clients shop on their computers with, it's now your responsibility to make sure that they're cataloged, they're updated, you're keeping them secure, you're patching 
when you're supposed to patch. And this you could directly correlate this to the statistics we talked about earlier. 41% of the breaches that retailers experience are because of an exploited vulnerability. Why? Because there's dozens of potential vulnerabilities on systems out there. So I think that's where the regulation is going, and that's why it's going there is because of that vulnerability. I, I see it. A, I see it a lot. Um, that Scott mentioned. I, I do a lot of the compliance uh, here for One Steps, and time and time again, it, it it's small little things. Kevin said that that don't seem complex that that will get you. Uh, for example, the spear phishing, and really just phishing in general, it's what's going to take most people down because it only takes one email click. And then you know your system's compromised. Now, hopefully, you've had a security professional in there. You've had somebody look at your technology and see what you need. But as we see time and time again, it is just those little bits that we take for granted. I'm leaving out of town. I don't have time to look at this. I'm going to click there, and then that's going to get you. Uh, Kevin earlier mentioned the millions of dollars that are going to flow through retail. Um, but one of the things he, he may not know, because I look at more criminal stats, is um, business email compromise is a billion dollar industry and that should be scary yeah. that should be scary to people because um it, it's real now how do we do that with the pci as kevin mentioned the, the frameworks are changing with pci4 um they're kind of spreading the risk liability from credit card to retailers and vendors but it's nice because now there's a vendor management program set up to where as Kevin mentioned, all 12 of those plugins, um, you can reach out to them and have them give you their security certificates. Um, you do have to do ongoing security training for your staff that once, you know, yes, those were in there, but they're not being uh, enforced. Now we're going to see a lot more enforcement of some of these things that are going to make everybody safer. And at the end of it, I think we're all going to be better for it. I think, um, the prevailing attitude is that if I if I get a technology that someone else is is doing the security, that's been the prevailing attitude that I've seen with retail in particular, is that oh that's somebody else's thing. I'm I'm just going to assume that they're they're doing it right. And um, you know I I learned from you Scott uh, that we need to to trust but verify that people are taking security measures because at the end of the day, if a breach occurs, we can blame anybody we want, but but if it's our business and our customer data, then we're the one that's left holding back. So I really think that approach is, is just so important to, to take. So the ostrich with the head in the sand isn't the way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's looking over our shoulders. Uh, Somebody's doing that, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So I think we're getting uh, pretty far in this episode, but you know, PCI is, you know, it's been around for what well over a decade now. I think we're up to version four. Um, you know, this one's going to be for real, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I know the stakes are getting bigger, and retailers are starting to wake up to this whole concept uh, a bit more than what you're talking about, Kevin. Where well, it's the software I'm using is supposed to be PCI compliant, so it's somebody else's problem. Mm, Thank you, fly anymore. So. Um, Roman, what, what, what do you have to tell us about like the security that we need to worry about um, or consider with regards to this current version of, of PCI? Um, you know, I think I've mentioned this uh, once before, but plan your work and work your plan. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost All right. that old business <laughs> adage, and we're done. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but right. it does ring true because on these new requirements, you do have training that you have to do annually and it has to be acknowledged. So it's not something that you just can pencil whip, you know, and say, yeah, we've done it. You literally need 
people to acknowledge that they've done training before. Um, and that goes far reaching into the system. You do have uh, backup continuity and disaster. You have risk assessments, you have um, incident response plans. All of these now have to be done and on paper written down. Shocker. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, that is probably one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle for businesses. Um, everybody has an idea of what they're what they're going to do if X happens. We'll do Y. That's fine. Um, but it's not written down. So that means if the person that's responsible for it is on vacation in Aruba and you just can't reach them, nobody will know what to do. So write it down, make a plan, and practice. And that's what I mean by work your plan. Practice. Just see what happens if you know somebody calls up and says, hey, Scott, the servers are down. What do we do? Right, and you have a you have a plan that you've already put into place. You know where to find it. That's a big key, <laughs> and you basically go step one, two, three, four, and mm-hmm. practice. So I would say that that's one of the biggest things that this PCI is really pushing forward. That, and as I said earlier, vendor management, so that you can't, um, you know, that we can't blame somebody else. You have to have something that says, no, I've talked to them. They said that they were secure. They gave me the certificate, and now your liability is, uh, um, you know, transferred. And that's, that's kind of what you do with the risk, right? Transfer it. Yep. Roman, I was reading something about PCI I wanted to ask you about since you're the, the expert on it. The you know the prevailing thought amongst brick and mortar retailers was always, oh, well, my credit card company's doing that. And as long as they say they're, they're PCI, I'm PCI. And I think online merchants, the same thing. Oh, well, I, I work with whoever, whatever payment portal I work with. But I was reading, and, and maybe you can confirm this, that that one of the things that's changing now is that when the when the payment card provider says they're secure, all they're saying is that their device is secure. They're no longer saying that the retailer is is oh yeah you're you're PCI compliant. They're just saying oh no no we are, <laughs> not necessarily your organization as a as a retailer. Is that right? You you have that absolutely correct. And um, I you know I kind and that's of that's a change lie. right. That's a that's a change of this new one, isn't it? Um. <laughs> Yes and no, depending on what. So there's multiple avenues in which you can take payment, as we all know. I've got a credit card device. I write it down. I take it over the phone. Right, right, right. In person. So there's all these different methodologies, and the credit card companies understand that so that they make different rules for different ways of vending, right? But to your point of when the processor is doing their assessment of your system, they're looking at it from outside in, and they're only saying, as you said, my device is PCI compliant. Mm. Because PCI compliant goes to segment of networks. If you've ever made a purchase over the phone and you heard, we are recording this call for quality assurance. Well, now, if you have to give them your credit card number to buy something, their phone system is actually in scope for PCI. Have they secured it? Have they secured that recording? We don't know, right? So it's it's a broader conversation where once people thought, oh yeah, I just you know take a card, it's fine. Well, have you written it down? Do you destroy that stuff afterwards? Uh, and so it's um it's a pretty unique uh, scenario that the that the credit card industry PCI uh, industry has pushed back onto us because we start looking at things a little bit outside of the box and what we used to. So right. 
again, get a professional to help you look at it. Um, I laugh because earlier, I mean, literally today, I've talked to three people specifically about this when their processor said that they were um, self-assessed questionnaire, SAQ is the acronym, X. And I started asking them questions and I said, you are outside of that scope right now, just by that question. And they're like, really? Like, yeah, they didn't know. Because it's not their, it's their ownership to know, but it's not their job to know. All right, guys. Hey, Roman and Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, This was extremely interesting. Um, I hope you guys all found this episode interesting and valuable. Uh, So we discussed uh, just how uh, valuable your company's data is in today's world. We discussed um, the challenges of securing it and all that goes with that. So your data is worth more than gold and the risk versus the reward of going Omni uh, is there. So just get the professional help, know what you need to do and do it properly and then uh, take advantage of what the, uh, those retailers that are doing this now are getting. So, um, so I know how much effort it takes to build valuable data and uh, I hope you guys got some ideas on how to protect it today. So remember, uh, we stand ready to help you Just give us a call and let us know if you need any help. Until next time, have a great week and remember to stay safe.